commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Condack, and you're listening to Core World News, your Hollywood news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your new segment rundown for November 22nd, 2019. Resistance Recap. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's finally two games. But first, Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams sit down with Rolling Stone to discuss the future of Star Wars. Now for your host, Ben Grant and Adam to discuss. Thank you, Grex. All right, we have our uh, one standard episode for this week. Um, hopefully you listened to our standalone Mando episode and our standalone um, uh, Reading Rathtar episode of Resistance Reborn. Um, those were so great they had to stand on their own, and um, we just want to, you know, we're trying to provide more accessible material for you because we know those are hot button things but we got a lot of other stuff that happened this week that's right yeah another another week um you know and another just bucket load of uh star wars news so yeah let's start right off with that interview in rolling stone with uh kathleen kennedy i am always hanging on her every word um and this was a great surprise um essentially yeah she she talked about a lot of things here but to me the most um Exciting stuff was sort of like her talking about what is yet to come. Yeah. What about you guys? What do you, what do you think about this article? You know, I thought it was that, interesting that they didn't they didn't know if they're going to go forward or yeah. in the past. They were going to go in the future, or the past of, of the current timeline. I was, I was super that was super fascinating to find out they're still figuring that out in, uh, internally. Yeah, that's that. I mean, the, the, it's fascinating, but they know nothing. Like they have literally known you know, nothing. Yeah. But she was saying she's like, do we go forward? Do we go backward? Um, right. But I feel like this is the way you lead it, right? Is like you don't have this hard and fast plan. Right. It's what is the best story moving yeah. forward. And not again, not to compare too much to the Marvel, the MCU, but that was kind of Kevin Feige's idea. Like he had this overarching, like, if if this goes well, which why would we think it would? And this is a crazy man's dream that we'll do right. this infinity saga. But that was also loose. That was very loose and light. We we look back now and think like this whole thing was this master chess move from like Iron Man. Wars. Yeah. But it really just everything kind of fell into place and he was just much more flexible of just like, oh, well, this seems to work. Let's try this. Let's try that. And adjusting. And I feel like Kathleen's taken a lot of I well, I, she came before Kevin Foggy, but but you know, they're they're kind of operating on their similar ideas. Like yeah. she reacted to solo. You know, solo we talked about they, they talked about it by financial disappointment, which by a Star Wars metric it Yes. Is. By every other metric, no. No, it made it made its money back. But but if you're running Star Wars, you need your movies to do better than solo did, right? right. Financially. So, right. So she took the right messages from that. It wasn't like give up, don't do standalone movies, but you know, let's think about what this is. Right. I think from that solo thing, there's sort of I think there is such thing as Star Wars fatigue, and yeah. you know, if for people other than you, our listeners, and um, us here, like I mean, I'm pretty sure we could all be like, yeah, no more is better. But um, for the rest of the casual listeners and the yeah. ones that are filling out the, you know, billion dollars they make per movie, um, you know, they want to they want to space them out. Uh, no pun way. intended. I'm anticipating Rise of Skywalker as much as I was anticipating <clears throat> Force Awakens, which I didn't think was possible. And I think part of the reason is not just because it's the end of the Skywalker saga, but because it feels like it's been so yeah. long since we had a Star Wars movie, even though it's been a year and a half. Yeah, and I mean, 2022, it's yeah. like we're going to be riding, we're going to clone our pets in 2022. We're going to be like riding around on hoverboards. We'll like having our own Star Wars. Yeah, oh my, don't even say that, knock on wood. 
but uh yeah yeah space wars Ugh. um yeah and she speaks uh she speaks um kind of uh, uh, uh respectfully of chris terrio and how how deep yeah. his knowledge goes and and he might be here to stay i mean like it, it sounds like he's uh he's doing a great job writing with jj and uh I wonder if Chris, Chris Terrio is going to enter the stable of writers for the next uh, iteration of Star Wars as well. Well, I mean, in the other article, not to kind of jump between, I think J.J. says that he's so well-versed in the extended view, view, uh, universe, and he says as close uh, as he could get to being Pablo Hidalgo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised how uh, she spoke very highly of him in this in this article, and I was like, oh, this, that's very interesting. I wonder if he's uh, here to stay. So that could, be, that could be fun if he sticks around for the next trilogy. Uh, well, we'll have to see how this movie goes. Honestly, we'll have to check out the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, she. I mean, she said like it. It, it feels like it's Ryan Johnson and Kevin Feige's series uh, for now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, yes, Terrio's in the fold. Um, the the other fascinating point is she talked a lot about George yeah. and like his yeah. involvement and how much he's still, you know. She didn't, you know, she didn't sugarcoat the fact that he didn't love the way this the sequels went. Um, but, you know, but she said, you know, he does love this series and he loves these characters and he's deeply invested. And and he's really he's been on set for all of these everything that's come after. And he's he's been like a kid at Christmas there, um, which led thankfully from the interviewer to ask her what I was begging him to ask, which was, is there any chance we'd get Lucas involved in a project going forward? Yeah. Uh, to which she said, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. She said, I don't see that happening, but we totally would love for that to happen. Which right. Like, That's the way you answer that question. Right. No, but he yeah. Won't. Yeah. He's, he's like, carried he's, away with his museum. Like, he's, uh, he's carried away with his narrative, uh, museum of narrative art in uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles. If Mel Brooks just, is locked in a room, currently trying to figure out how to make Spaceballs two, that's happening, by the way. Yeah, there's there's a world where George Lucas, in a decade or so, starts realizing the one thing I need to do, one it's last like thing one I more. need to do, is one more, and that's all our generation is right now. It's the one mores, right? <laughs> we get the one more Top Gun, we get the one more Rocky, we get the one more Rambo, we get the one yeah. more Terminator. There's there's a world where George Lucas is like, give me one more Star Wars, one more trilogy about the Guardians of the Wills. <laughs> Or about the wills themselves. One more standalone trilogy of the wills. What's really made clear in both JJ and uh, Kathleen's interview with Rolling Stone is is they talk about how hard it was for George to separate himself from his creation. Like it's yeah. and, and that's maybe some of the the sour feelings are come from from that from that kind of this was your baby you created it this is your world uh you know you design every little detail and every little facet of it and now all these storytellers are jumping into your sandbox and playing with all your toys it's like yeah uh, you know it's totally understandable it's like a hundred percent understandable that you'd be a little disgruntled by by some yeah. by someone telling a whole new story you know yeah absolutely yeah. if you were a toddler in a sandbox but they did yeah not, right? not just saying like, <laughs> uh they could have said like oh i don't i don't think that's accurate Right, they could have just played that. I don't think he actually feels that way. Or they could have played yeah. the. Well, he's just wrong. Instead, they played. He created this amazing thing. I have no idea what I would feel like with other people playing with that creation. Right, my child. I think I don't know if it's JJ or or Kathleen who used the analogy of, of a child. Right. Yeah, JJ, JJ did. Right. So yeah. like, it's and I feel like I love that JJ was just like, do I wish this was his favorite movie ever? Of course, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is so human and normal. Yeah. Like, no wonder he's so successful. And Kathleen pointed that right. She says he's very fun to be in a room with. Like, he's always yeah. just super excited and like just brings joy. Yeah, joy and energy, which yeah. is like 
for these massive undertakings, like that is the most valuable commodity you can have. The other thing that she said towards the beginning that I thought was kind of eye-opening is that she really took a moment to set herself and set Star Wars apart from the MCU and things like that, saying, like, we don't have years and years of comic books. We don't have... Yeah. And she was doing this Game of Thrones. We don't have 800-page books yeah. to build off of. Like, she actually said something along the lines of, this is a, this is a normal development process. Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't have source material, so we just have to get people in the room and think about what's the logical thing that would happen next with no guidance, which is... Really, I mean, I knew that at some level, but to hear that said again is really eye-opening. So, like, there's no, there's no track ahead of them. They're laying track the entire and, time, and a real sign of the times yeah. too, right? Yeah. I mean, in fact, this is, there's no normal. It's like, yeah. when was that? When did that become the new normal? Like, yeah. it used to be they just made new movies all the time. Yeah. And that's what you know. That's what's going on. And I mean, it. Yeah, I, I could see how it's harder that way, but you do. I mean, I guess yeah, you've got to create a whole new swath of characters and stuff or do you I don't, you know i don't know yeah. but i think but isn't that why it's so exciting like i love the marvel movies and i i think infinity war or, or endgame was like a masterpiece but like maybe for some who don't read the comics it was it was like a star wars movie and for me i loved it and i was anticipating certain things but like there's certain things that i'm like certain certain things started to happen and i was just like Okay, so then X, Y, and Z need to happen because of this issue of blah 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 blah. Right, and sometimes right. it would turn on its head, but for the most part, they they follow right. a logical progression based on the source material. Right. Same thing with Gate. I know your experience been with Game of Thrones. Like they can only do so much up until a certain point, and then they right, and then, then they it... weren't following source material that way. But but you know, like yeah. I feel like that's part of why I love Star Wars. I still have no idea where they're going with this because nothing's telling me where they're going. Yeah, I mean they they've done a really good job keeping the formula at least in, in the books you know they, they're like keeping the formula creating an ensemble cast of really intriguing characters i mean none of the authors have made a bad ensemble cast as you know wendig in the aftermath like crew are amazing those were all brand new characters and they're fantastic i mean they could just do that and just tell a new story around something else against you know some other oppressor she even went to say like is it this galaxy or is it a different galaxy? Oh, yeah, I almost like threw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, like you haven't stretched the surface of this galaxy yet. Like, yeah, yeah, please. So, all right, let's do a quick vote, real quick. Where do you guys want them to go? Do you want them to play within the timeline that we know? Go in the the past, the distant past, the near future, or the far future? That's five choices. I. Mm. Uh, near future to me. Yeah, I was gonna go near or far. Um, past, unless it, like you, like you said, Grant, distant past, I could play around with a little bit. I could be okay with that. But like, I don't know. Like, I love the world that's been set up, and I want to see where it's going. And like, I, I, I'm gonna go far future. That's where I'm gonna land. Far future. Okay. I like the idea of these things that are happening that we've seen being myth. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want the next trilogy to involve like these characters that we've grown to love in this current trilogy. And yes. I think the only way to do that is to do a 10, 11, 12. And I think that is the rightful next trilogy of Star Wars. I don't think you do because granted, I mean, I, I, the Skywalker trilogy is going to end in on December. It's going to end because Luke's already dead. Even if he comes back, which I don't see happening, but if he comes back, he's still going to be dead again. <laughs> But these, they don't have to be alive to be a part or influential right. on the series. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be around, but that doesn't feel like episode 10 to me. Yeah. Well, only, no, only numbered 10, 11, 12 in spirit. Not really that they yeah. are yeah. those 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 not. installments. It's it's going to be a new trilogy. It'll be one, two, and three. But yeah, it should be a continuation of, of these characters. I feel like it, it, 
say if Ray, if say if a free republic or a new republic is formed, it wouldn't be called new republic; it would be having a name. Uh, and Ray, Ray is now the kind of governess, you know, Jedi master, you know, leader of the, the whole Jedi, the, the, the new the Jedi, Church yeah. of Force, and the Jedi, and all this kind of stuff. And she has twins, or she has children. Like, and it's their story. Like that would be super interesting. But it's also a story you couldn't tell with Daisy Ridley for another. 10 to 20 10, years, 10 right? years. That's yeah. what you do. You take decades off between trilogies. You tell their stories, you do other trilogies, and then you come yeah. back and visit these characters. It's like the 7-Up series, right? <laughs> the documentary yeah. things yeah. up like 63 up. Let's revisit these characters every decade. Yeah, I mean, if and if that was really it, because that's, that's what my heart wants, I think, is, is actually just more of these characters They're in this characters. timeline, in this era, doing great stuff. And then, but it, and it feels like to me, the, the distant past is like low-hanging fruit. It's just like that, you know, that that way you, you sort of have enough source material, you know where it's going, you can create these really interesting timelines. And I think that was going to be the um, the Benioff and, and Weiss um, series, which was sort of the origins of the Jedi um, series that or you live action Knights of the Old Republic or that sort of stuff. Um, I'm, know, I'm that, that could be something they could do in the meantime. I feel like I'm the only person who doesn't want to see the origins of the Jedi. I don't. I, I just don't want to see them see that at all but you wanted to see an old republic right i want to see everything inverted like i want to see a female empress i want to see like you know, like and it's, that's good you like a kind of like the the childlike empress and never ending story like a, a, right. a with kind the, of, with kingdom a of order almost. like a full sith empire. yeah and then like sith marauders being the rebels almost like i want to see everything inverted you know what i mean like everything we've known as star wars inverted i think that's the next trilogy yeah yeah but that would be. I, that would I, I think be it calls cool. for distant past. Though. I think that calls for the past. I don't know why. Right. I just feel like that's what yeah. it calls for. Uh, I feel like the future is going to be more political, more kind of governance and policy. It's not so much these kingdoms, these monarchs, and these you know these kind of extravagant. Yeah, uh, uh, I'd have to say, yeah, I would agree with that too. We'll call it the past, but within Yoda's lifetime. Like I, I'd love to see, like within nine hundred years, sort of how they were sort of building the Republic, or you know how. Yeah, how how they 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 got to their golden age, perhaps you know maybe a Sith war, like you yeah. said, this thing inverted, and that yeah. would be cool to me. That's interesting, right? Because the the first time we're ever the only time we've ever seen the the Jedi Order, it's been their opulence and their yeah. twilight and their not being effective, right? And like and same thing with the Old Republic, right? So it might be nice to get that like yeah. Actually, it would be great if it ended with like. Darth Bane, you know, like with the with the birth of Darth Bane or like, oh, you know, right. like yeah. the Sith Order falls and Darth Bane's the only one that, that lives and then goes off into exile. And that's the end of the first trilogy. Then we do 10, 11, 12. And then we do sort of we pick it up with Darth Bane yeah. and the rule of two or something. Sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting alternating like going for, going forward, going back, going, going forward, forward, going, going back. back. Yeah. Yeah. I would way rather see what you're talking about, Ben, which is like the Jedi Sith war and Darth Bane instead mm -hmm. of the hundred year of darkness or whatever they call it, where the Sith, the, the first Sith emerge from the Jedi order. And it's this kind of war. Yeah. Like the first, I'd rather take, you know, a, a, a Sith war that happens far, you know, later after the, uh, the, the initial Sith war, which was, I guess the hundred year of darkness. I would rather see the Jedi Sith war involved with Darth Bane and, Lord Hoth and all that stuff from the, that the comics didn't do a great job of covering. But Only if they could actually get Martin to write it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like me, like sort of like cutting off my left hand to like favor my right hand or something like, cause I, then I definitely never get the end of the, you know, I, I song of ice and fire, but right. 
But still, like he's the only one I think that could actually do that justice. Yes, lots of incest. Lots of, <laughs> lots of oh my god, yeah, uh, rated R Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars. So I would love to see just just a battlefield of like red and blue lightsabers fighting red and lightsabers, like just yeah. charging each other. Like let's, yeah. let's do that, right? Yeah. Um, the foundation of all the forms, the yeah. nine forms of lightsaber combat, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say the Mandalorians opened my eyes up to just like storytelling in the universe like yeah. these are characters we've never met before we right. don't know anything about them and i'm still as invested and as intrigued as i was if luke skywalker was on the screen yeah if not more so yeah. it's yeah, yeah it's amazing that that's the other thing where too too where it's i mean it could be a parallel part of the universe it's it's a i mean it, it's a galaxy it's huge there's thousands of systems that are part of this world and it's just like why don't you just tell the story the lesser stories of yeah you know i mean i guess it's supposed to be myth and you know Maybe so. If, if it's not that important, or it's just incidental, it might be an interesting, interesting story storytelling. But it wouldn't be um, honoring the the creation of the, you know, the creation of of the series yeah. um, that that Lucas envisioned. But then now I'm I'm hesitating because I'm thinking like, well, how does the Mandalorian do that? I mean, I guess there's this sub myth, right. Of the Mandalorians within the larger myth. That is the, the sky, you know, Skywalker, um, story, but they do, I mean, the Mandalorians have their own myth and that's the, I mean, I think we're myth making right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's lots of different species, lots of different, you know, Hmm. uh, places that have their own myth and their own. Right. Like their own. Nine nubs, um, rebellion on (laughs) Solistin, right. Solist, right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything else about this article, or do we want to talk about the J- anything else in the JJ article? You can jump to the JJ article. Yeah, I have a couple things there. Go for it. I don't think I read this, so you guys are gonna have to take over. Um, if JJ has one regret in his life, I think it's him mentioning the word mystery box in a in a TED talk. <laughs> oh. That literally, I think when he tells the story, he was just roped in doing his TED talk, and he and 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 he's like, I don't know what to talk about. And then the guy was just like, Well, I don't want to talk about that box that your grandfather gave you that you still haven't opened. You know the mystery box. And he's like, Okay. Oh, and I talked about it. And he's like, I don't think about this when I write stories. Like I, I think he's been I think his big part of this was trying to get it convinced that like I'm not a mystery box person, which by the way, that's great. He may not think he's a mystery box person, but if you ever watch anything created by JJ Abrams, he's a mystery box person. Yeah, I just think he likes to hold off on uh, on reveals, but yeah. he eventually will get there. Like, I, I think the la- the rise of Skywalker is going to prove, you know, how he does reveals in a big way and how he how he pays things off. But um, like, there's no way he can set up more mystery in the rise of Skywalker and and not answer some of the some of the hanging questions that he set up in the Force Awakens. Like, he has to answer some questions in yeah. this movie. He might set some up in the way that they do it in the old trilogy, right? Like, just mention something, like you know, like. Yeah. Uh, as uh, you know, I fought alongside him in the Clone Wars, right? Like just a throwaway line that is lore and somewhat of mystery building, but doesn't have anything to do with the major theory, major plot, or or does anything there. But like, you know, go deep, but don't don't affect the overall. Plot. I thought it was funny that I keep harping upon the idea that Luke could have been darker in the Last Jedi, and JJ <laughs> thought he was dark enough. <laughs> he was shocked how dark he was. <laughs> yeah, he was shocked how dark he was, and I was like. Oh, it's kind of the one area I thought they could be far darker and not darker in a kind of visceral way, but darker in a sort of manic crazed uh, kind of traumatized yeah. way. You know? I'm kind of in between both you and JJ because I was I'm like, I didn't see Luke as that dark. Neither did I. He was like I, more like, of a cynic. Yeah, he yeah. Was cynical, very cynical, uh, very hermity, very just like 
to be honest, like the natural progression of someone who comes out who begins life so whiny. <laughs> Come on. He yeah, he was actually very hopeful and young and energetic. And then he, you know, he saw everything he valued, you know, burn up in a fire. Yeah. That is by essentially his own doing. Yeah. And I texted you guys after playing Fallen Order, and uh, I think Fallen Order has some of the best dialogue in recent Star Wars storytelling. Yeah. I think it's just incredible dialogue, especially when it comes to uh, some of the the, the more uh, wise Jedi masters like uh, Cordova and another one I won't speak about because it's a spoiler. But um, really, really great dialogue in that game. But I was thinking to myself, I was kind of upset in The Last Jedi how Luke doesn't get to impart any knowledge. Like, he, he imparts knowledge, but in a kind of cynical way. He doesn't really get Two to... Two out of three like, lessons. Drop some axioms. Taught. So... Two out of three lessons. I'm just saying. He here's, here's my response. Um, sometimes, you know, like you, you know, like painting, you can paint the, you can paint negative space. You can teach using the negative. And I think Luke is teaching using the negative. And I don't think he's realizing anything. Ray is so self-caught. We'll get a bit more about Ray and, and JD talking about Ray. But I feel like Ray is so self-assured. He, she's very different than Luke in that way. Yeah. She's extremely adept and that she doesn't need someone to sit her down and tell her the ways. She needs someone to tell her the opposite of what she needs to hear so that she doubles down, right? Because mm. what does she take away from Luke's learnings? Teachings. Right. I just feel like the voice that we hear in the Rise of Skywalker trailer lines up organically with the state that Luke achieves in Return of the Jedi. And that kind of the alignment of those two voices just feels so right to me that when I watch The Last Jedi, it's a bit jarring at how cynical he is and how yeah. Yeah. lost he is, I guess. It is, yeah, I agree. It is jarring. I don't necessarily, though, take that as a negative. because <laughs> and it's, jar it's jarring to just go back to that kind of wizened state. You know what I mean? Like he's he was just so cynical and curmudgeon. I mean, to me, it's like he's an old dude and 35 years has passed. So I give like I give it like yeah. when Han walks in, man, that's not the Han I knew. But 35 years has passed, right? Like, I just, every yeah. time I see that, I have to remind myself that, like, there's a whole bunch of crap that happened that we don't know about. Right. Yeah. He felt pretty much like Han, just a, you know, a bit more somber. I don't know. I didn't really see too, I didn't see, it wasn't that jarring to me, for me. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, I, I felt like Luke could have been darker in The Last Jedi, but JJ thought he was dark. You know, he was shocked how dark he was. So that was really interesting to read. Yeah. Uh, also, Snoke's death, like, JJ didn't foresee that coming. That was a big surprise. Oh, really? It was like, oh, you're just going to kill yeah. that Yeah. Uh, Nothing sort of obviated a sense of inevitability where I thought the story could go. That's the quote from JJ. Yeah, I agree with that. In, yeah, I agree with that as well. To set something up, right, and then to have the next person come along, and you as the creator of this stuff had no idea what was happening in the next movie, to me is amazing, right? Yeah. To even be able to sit there with these characters you create and this plot you push along to see something so different than what you would expect would have expected. Yeah. yeah no, I, I love how it's Vince Gillian's dream, right? <laughs> right. Like, well, and you know, not to go back to Kathleen Kennedy, but she said, right, like the second is usually conflict, the darkest and most dramatic of the three. Grant, you know, I've talked about the darkness of 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 the of the last Jedi, kind of like the faux darkness at times of that movie. Um, but like I it's interesting, right? I feel like that's part of it, right? It's like you set up this unwinnable situation, which I know they kind of win at the end of that. But like it's it's interesting, right? Like I feel like I would call I would say faux dread. Like there's really I really have not threatened yeah. by any of yours in the last Jedi at all. But that's just me. I not to go back to Kathleen either, but she compared the Temple of Doom, which I'm like, I love that comparison. Yeah, that was a, that was actually yeah, one of the best yeah. like, kind of um favorite Indiana Jones discussion about a second film in a trilogy and kind of defending yeah. the last Jedi for being that kind of uh 
that being that conflict and being that struggle, you know, that the second movie needs to be. Um, also, uh, 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 oh, I also feel like um, The Last Jedi, when you say it doesn't obviate in any way that's going to create some inevitability, I totally agree with that. It feels like that the, the Last Jedi feels like this kind of middle ground where aside from some of the big, you know, changes where you get Kylo becoming the Supreme Leader and Luke's fate, Luke's death, like those are the big, those are, when I come out of The Last Jedi, those are the big changes I see in the story arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kylo is Supreme Leader, Luke is dead. Like that's and what I got. The, the Last Jedi. is is and scattered is, is, is limps scattered. away yeah. and essentially yeah, dead, yeah i think those are yeah. the big three yeah yeah but aside from that there's no like major actions that shift the story in a new direction it's kind of like it's just kind of holdover from what was created in the force awakens and now what can be answered from the questions that were you know for, uh, we first you know learned about in the, the force awakens and, and how those are answered in the rise of skywalker so right. i feel like the last Jedi is just kind of i've told i'm talking about this it's like this omega point this 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 point of potentiality for all the characters and you're kind of learning about where they could all go and there are angels and demons on all their shoulders and you know all these potential routes are open to them and then the next movie is going to answer all those questions which i love it's such a different way to do a trilogy almost yeah i mean i think you just described exactly like day one pen and paper um ryan johnson like looking down like what do i want to accomplish and you just described it yeah that's you know that's what he he wanted to do with his the the second thing and the second installment and and he did it and it's but yeah it's it, it was it has a different flavor of Star Wars from everything we we've, we've seen so far um, but it was definitely a middle thing and it definitely <laughs> gave a nice challenge to JJ or Colin um, you know it was Colin at the time but now it's JJ to 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 finish it off I mean it's interesting right I feel like both Kathleen and JJ talked about the fact that like. Um, so much of their interview about the rise of Skywalker was about the last Jedi. Right. Which I'm like, can we just let it go for a little while? Like, can we just like, let's let the next one come out and then we can go back. But they both talked a bit about like how much the fans and the reaction to that matters. Right. And not like, I thought they did a good job of like allowing, like enjoying what probably yeah. the three of us are doing right here. Right. We're having a yeah. constructive conversation about our different perspectives about these movies without getting like negative or crappy. Right. And I feel like that's what they want from these things. Um, and one of the things that a critique that came up, they, that the, the, the author, um, specifically the author, uh, Brian Height specifically asked JJ, which was about the specific critique of Ray being kind of, uh, over adept or ease or learning these things easily. And I have, I have JJ's direct quote here, which I think is interesting. JJ said, yeah, spooky, right? <laughs> smiles, Good little smiles. Uh, it's a fair point. It's not an accident, period. Yeah, that I love that. Very big line. Yeah. yeah. That's the best supporting evidence for my theory. I love it. Like, starts <laughs> off trolling them, then was like, yeah, then you're absolutely right. And uh, I'm not telling you. Yeah. Stay tuned. And I mean, and that's, I, you know, the, the quote from Kathleen was just like, after TLJ was just like, it just showed me every how much everyone cared. And he's like, and it's, that's like, the most important part about star Wars is that people care. And, uh, I mean, it might've been a weird way to go about it, but people care now. And, um, and I, I really think that we're just in this status right now, like waiting for the rise of Skywalker to come out with just like all of this pent up energy, wanting to know how this is going to be resolved. We, you know, all of our heroes are either dead or destitute. And, um, really this next chapter is going to shape how, 
I think I really think most of how we view um, the last Jedi going forward. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I say that every week, but here we are. <laughs> it's another week. And we just talked about the future of Star Wars and all of this for, you know, because that's what we do. I love discussing The Last Jedi. I think that's what that's yeah, the success yeah. of film is that Ryan puts so much meat on the bone for all of us to pick apart and uh, and, yeah. and to endlessly talk about. And I think that's like so wonderful. It's too bad that these conversations are plagued by, you know, uh, kind of crybaby fans that are out there on the Internet. But right. We're moving. It's yeah. I hope we can just discuss this movie in a kind of uh, in an academics way. Like, I think it's it's it deserves that. Like, I think The Last Jedi deserves yeah. these conversations. I feel like the discussions we're having currently about Last Jedi mirror the discussions, not necessarily in, in content, but in tone that were being probably being had after Empire came out, right? Like that we we yeah. we flushed off the internet craziness, and now we're just sitting and having like real conversations because, like, I remember having these discussions earlier, and it felt so tense and like ratcheted up, and like like you had to have a position. Like I felt like I was on a debate stage talking about yeah, yeah. And, I, and now I have this conversation going like. I love this movie. Like this movie yeah. is one of my favorite Star Wars yeah. movies. Um, but like, it's not perfect. And I completely appreciate talking about like what one person sees as a strength, the other person sees as a weakness. And like, I just, I just love having these conversations now. I, yeah. I actually remember having these conversations after Attack of the Clones. And, oh, and at that point, yeah. there was less of this sort of like, you know, Russian troll influence on like the big internet at that point. It's yeah, the whole thing. Things. But um. I just remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, they have so like because you knew where it was going. It was like Titanic, right? The, the boat sinks. Yeah. Um, but it's just there were all these questions that were still left hanging yeah. that they needed to answer. Obviously, like Anakin needed to turn turn and become Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, but you knew like the, uh, that Padme needed to be pregnant. She needed to have twins. Um, you know, they needed right. to they needed to actually stop the war you know the war needed to end you know, the clone war needed to end and all the jedi needed to die <laughs> yeah. and you're like well how are they gonna you know how are they gonna do that in one movie Almost and round. and it was like so why did we just have this wedding scene and have you know watch anakin yeah. and padme rolling around in a field with like space cows <laughs> um for you know yeah. five minutes when you have all this ground to cover like what are we doing here no, where's right. the clone wars I remember being shocked where it's just like the end of that movie is the beginning of the Clone Wars. I'm like, yeah. but the movie's called Attack on the, the Clones. Clones. Right. Where are the clones? <laughs> yeah. 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 Where? Why is there no attacking? Um, yeah. I also so here we are. The Last Jedi for that, for the reason of it's in, um, it's not predictable and it's subversive. I mean, the we watched the prequels. They were, we knew it was coming in the prequels. The Force Awakens felt very predictable because it almost stuck verbatim to like the, the the, the, new hope, the yeah. structure of a new hope and then we we're just like okay we kind of know where this is going and then um the last jedi just threw everyone for a spin like it was just you know subversive uh scene after subversive scene after subversive scene it was like it was it was really fun to not know where you're going in the galaxy i have a quick derailment question all right do you think if brian had kept snoke alive we would have the emperor in episode nine yeah. You do? I don't. I yeah, I don't that, either. I think that forced JJ to be like, oh, yeah. crap. I need to bring in a big bat. Yeah. What should we do? So I'd be interesting to hear that story break out if, like, if that gave them now the, the, the reason to bring the Emperor back because there's no big bat other than Kylo and Kylo. Uh, assuming it was still going to be JJ, I definitely think we'd get the Emperor because yeah. 
I think, I mean, we, we know that that was his own personal choice. Colin wasn't going to do it, yeah. but JJ did. Uh, to me, it just, if you're looking at all nine movies and you're really looking at all nine movies, the real big bad is yeah. always, is I the agree. emperor. Even if, you know, we, even if we're seeing the first order echo most of the ethos yeah. uh, of the empire and being like sort of tarnished and doing its old thing, the empire itself wasn't threatening. It was it was yeah. the emperor at the head of it that was really yeah. that was frightening. Sword, that's sword, that's what yeah. really made them the big big bad. Yeah. And so and now the like the the first order desperately needs it to um, to really have that. It, they need their own Thanos, right? They need their their thing. And, and Kylo Ren's not that. No. And um and I don't think Snoke's that either. I think S- Snoke is a shepherd. He's not a he's not a real leader. He's not a real. Um, he, I mean, he, he, he can't even carry, you know, he can't even carry Palpatine's like lunch for him, you know, like he's, he's nowhere, um, yeah. in, in, you know, and it, it he's just not you. big enough. I think JJ had bigger plans for Snoke. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I definitely wanted to see how that, that Snoke was going to unfold if he were to live. I, I feel like what I really wanted out of this trilogy was another old band fight. Like I love that it skews towards folks, <laughs> the younger characters, but I wanted Luke versus Snoke so bad. Like yeah. day one, I wanted that, that challenge. I wanted that conflict. Yeah. That confrontation. Uh, they'll uh, get one. In episode yeah. for, for some reason, I feel like it's almost like a staple of star Wars. It's like two older people, a man or woman, like, confronting each other who are from the old world you know what i mean and then now this is the new world and it's that that trend that uh, transition begins in the first movie and then kind of continues i guess that's playing off of a new hope with vader and obi-wan but uh well uh, i kind of love that i think i think that's a staple in a weird way you're taking a tone poem you still have leia and the emperor Yeah. yeah i mean yeah i would love that i think that needs to happen almost in my opinion i don't know how you do it though an argument of words, I feel like. I don't feel like you get a lot of action, but maybe you get some. Yeah. Imagine she just, like, points, but, like, lightning comes out of her finger. Like, <laughs> if it's just, like, really hacked together. <laughs> I mean, because Snoke yeah. is draw- – Snoke, both Snoke and Luke are sharing their philosophy of, you know, the old world, but but to, to young ears, right? And the young ears don't really do anything with it. They don't, like – Kylo right. wants to throw it all away. You don't want to hear the, the lessons from the old people. Yeah, exactly. So, and I was like, in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. actually like, like Leia could just be like, actually unlock something that makes her like totally OP and like stronger than Luke ever was. <laughs> she doesn't even need to move. She just like looks and like, and people get chucked. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like, she's just pure force, just like dominance. That's, yeah, that's there. one way to do it. There. I'd be behind that. Yeah, I just feel like it's fun to see that the two people from the old galaxy share their philosophies or, or, or you know, uh, challenge each other with their views in person. I think that's super interesting. And and a part of a part I think is missing from from this trilogy. Yeah. All right. Well, there fell down a little bit of a hole there. A little bit. Yep. But that was the news. So uh, we'll go on to our next segment. All right, uh, so we have two new uh, Resistance episodes to talk about this week. This is the Resistance recap segment. Um, yeah, the show Soldiers On. So the two segments were um, the underneath, from beneath. From beneath thank you. Six from beneath, and episode seven, the uh, Relic Raiders. Nice. Uh, two really fun, totally yeah. different um, episodes. Yeah. Why don't we uh, start um, with uh, the underneath? 
which yeah. is not the name of the, the show, so but <laughs> from beneath. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm thinking about strange. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking of Stranger Things right now, and oh, now yeah. I can't even like do it. But um, yeah, so a couple of uh, background characters come to the uh, fro- the the forward, the uh, front here, and yeah. Um, yeah, and I know these are two of your favorite characters, Adam. Yeah, I do love me some flicks and uh, Orca. Orca. Uh, yeah, flicks and Orca. yeah, Orca less so in here, but then we go to Flix's Ooh, homeworld. Flix's homeworld. We made yeah. his cousin Flex. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say this now. Flex, it's Fleck. It's Fleck, it's Fleck right? Fleck? Is it if Fleck? it's Flex, I'm. I'm it's. Can afraid. we just say it's Flex? So it's Flex. I'm done with Flex and Flex. Um, Flex is played by one of my favorite people. Oh, Flanks! I, You're talking about Flanks. Flanks. Right, I give up. They all kind of sound the same, like yeah. all his cousins. Well, one of the let's cousins. call him Flex. I just love <laughs> that so much. If that's not a, like a Star Wars name yet, that it should be. Voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Oh. So good. It makes me so happy. And though we did not get a Werner Herzog impression, it's still still very good. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah. we go to Flex's homeworld. They're looking for fuel, since that's all they're ever looking for. Yeah. Flex thinks he can get some fuel from his from his uh, from his uh, mining family. family. Yeah. That's what he's do. Uh, meanwhile, they've been doing some deep deep core drilling, which has released a dragon. They have to beat <laughs> the dragon. Oh man. The yeah. end. <laughs> I didn't expect this this many monsters in Resistance. Like it, they're really beating, building out the bestiary in this show. Yeah, I Lots mean the monsters this season. I mean animation's where you do it, right? Yeah, and um, and I mean it's it's fun for kids. You get to see oh, everyone loves dragons, and you know, and then they <laughs> so, end up doing everything. So we have flicks, fleck, flanks, flob, and fleas. All right. Cool. <laughs> okay, and, nice. I was just looking at that. And up. Pete Holmes voices Flob and Fleas. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did not yeah. guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. I have two kind of major notes. The first is they kept, they're like, they're like deep core drilling. You didn't do deep core drilling. You know that lets stuff out. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they're trying to say something about fracking. Oh, uh, yeah. Like every time I was watching it, I'm just, you like, mean his, his sister frack? Yeah. Oh, fracking. Fracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, they 100% just used the T Rex roar from Jurassic Park sound file yes. for the yeah. track. It's awesome. Yeah, which is great. It really had a great effect. Um, I think I think episodes are are are, uh, are elevated when you have Flix and Orca in it. I really enjoy those characters. Yeah, they do a yeah, good job. It's great. And there are a couple, right? Are they are they a couple? Uh, it's all but been established. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. In, like the. Like there, we haven't seen like anything that specifically says yes, but there was a there was a a couple's argument between the two of them about, about going to Orca's homeworld and having to spend time with his um, mother. Yeah, and like like pretty the, stereotypical. The lines that you read between are like the size of the of, of the of the green. <laughs> like they're really easy to read between. Like yeah. it's clear. So. I love it. Me too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They're uh, my couple of choice if I could choose one in Star Wars. Yeah. Love them. I don't. I don't have a lot of. It was a super fun episode. I really enjoyed it. But like, it, and it was like this nice little like almost like, quote, unquote, you don't really have it for animation, but like bottle episode, right? Like it wasn't really yeah. moving the plot forward, but it was really fun and like a nice little diversion from everything else we've been dealing with this season. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what else did we did? Um, well, our main character move ahead his story at all? Like did he even like, no. Kaz was still very frightened by a lot of things, including a dragon. He figured out that similar to T-Rex, it doesn't see you if you're not moving. Moving, light. light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just sort of, I feel, yeah, 
Tora just sort of like she could climb. She Tora had to make uh, Orca climb, which was also a fun little bit. Yeah, exactly. They sort of made good on family. It was like, oh, you know, don't yeah. judge people. Something about cantina singers. Yeah, Flix wants to be a cantina singer, but doesn't talk about. It. I also never realized how tall Flix was until this episode. Yeah, you, what, him watching, uh, walking out of the. Yeah. Um, like starship yeah. was like, it was weird to see, right? Agreed. The animation, there's something interesting about the way they made him walk. Yeah. It was really cool yeah. that you can only really appreciate in animation. It'd be sort of like really, you could never do that live action. So. Yeah. Um, again, good episode. Uh, but I think unless you have anything else to say, Grant, I think we're all really much more excited to talk about the next episode, the relic Raiders. Oh yeah. And then like, yeah, Grant has like relic Raiders tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> That's like it's what he's. What this is your area of expertise? I mean, like you love relic hunting, but I I do, yeah. yeah I mean, any too. yeah, any lore thing like is I'm so into mythology, lore, um, yeah, uh, temple. I, I remember you distinctly talking about wanting to see Kylo like hunt for relics. Yeah, like, I, I remember yeah. you saying that a few times. Totally, you're right. I mean, that that's like I was kind of hoping that was most of the rise of Skywalker was just this like race for relics like in these temples. Cause I just can't get enough of it. And it's a little disappointing that in this episode, it wasn't Kylo himself. He had these yeah. um, special troopers. Yeah. The first order Raiders, the Raiders. The yeah. Raiders. Tomb Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool outfits too. I, I literally wrote, there's like, what's, what's the new uh, trooper design. And then, Oh, dash, dash, dash. First order Raiders. Dash, dash, dash. They hunt relics. <laughs> like they have relics. <laughs> like, they, I feel like they might be like, do they have jetpacks? They had some, some of them had them. They look, I couldn't, they, I was thinking they look to me like, you know, we saw in the trailer, the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer with the people yeah. flying the quickly, jet troopers, yeah. the jet trooper thing. Like I, that's what they look like with these Raiders. Yeah. So uh, maybe, you know, droid army, maybe relic rating. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll get both of those maybe. things. What about, the, what about, so we meet a new character, uh, Mika Gray. Mika Gray. Yeah. yeah. And we, she reveals something like really interesting that like, they, so they, they basically they get trapped in a they get trapped in a synth temple. <laughs> they get out. Yeah. But while they're trapped in the synth temple, uh, Mika talks about the fact that they're often found below Jedi temples. Yeah, and where they try to like cleanse the the Sith temple. Purification by suppression was that was the phraseology, which is really interesting. It says a yeah, lot. doesn't sound very virtuous. Suppress suppressing things tend, tends to not. Yeah. Work. Um, Thoughts about that? I found that really interesting. Yeah, I think this. I think it's all a pendulum. I mean, I, I've I've been doing some theory crafting recently, and I just feel like it's never going to be just one state of light or dark. It's always going to be, you know, one temple's going to be built, another temple's going to be built on top of it, another temple's going to be built on top of it, and so on and so on, like forever. Like it's just kind of the pattern of the force. Really. Mm. Yeah, where it just yeah just sort of goes back and forward. Right. Yeah. It would make sense if there's no gray, it's got to be one or the other, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yeah. Fascinating. Like a Sith temple within a Jedi temple, but yeah. there was no real, it seemed like mostly just a Sith temple. <laughs> Pretty much. But it. it seems like you can activate and raise a Sith temple. Like it seems like it's mechanical in a way, whereas the Jedi temples don't. Like there's, there's some kind of ancient technology in these ancient yeah. Sith temples. I, yeah. Didn't the yeah so like the temple on um I'm never gonna remember the name of it now um but in the uh, rebels with no oh yeah Lothal, Lothal. yeah yeah Lothal that temple 
Well, yeah. that that one is mechanical, but that was a Jedi, a mechanical Jedi temple. But it was the oh my gosh, no, it was Clone Wars season five, oh, or was it? No, 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 it was Rebels, the one where um the last time we see Ahsoka and she yeah. fights Darth oh, Vader, right. and that, and that one that was a mechanical, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a mechanical Sith temple as well. Makes sense, right? It, it seems clear based on what little history of the Sith we know. I mean, looking from Darth Vader to Bane to other people, they clearly dig on on technology, right? Like they a yeah. lot of a lot of their past Sith lords have had some type of cyborg aspects to them or technology even in their own flesh, right? And I feel like right. that's, a Tolkien-esque sort of like these yeah. are the bringers of technology and industry, and yeah. right. and if you're gonna differentiate, like, yeah, the Jedi are one with nature. That would make sense that, yeah. the, that the Sith are one with technology. Yeah. Yeah, the material versus the spiritual. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, red lightning. There's a lot of, like, red lightning. Yeah. In the yeah. Looked really cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And interesting, it was, like, this stun effect that happened to Kaz and sort of made him stupid for a while, which sort of, you know, tri- and made him trigger other traps within. Was, was that the red lightning or was that just Kaz being Kaz? Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> I don't necessarily, but he's, he's a bit of a. He's clumsy. He's a clumsy yeah. kid. Like it's, it's fine. Like, I, like as, a, as a clumsy person myself, I I, <laughs> I relate to that quite a bit. As a person who, who never hurts himself when falling, because I've fallen so many times, I know how to fall without hurting myself. <laughs> I, I right. can relate. Uh, um, what about the Sith or artifact that we get? A, a a power source from an ancient time. I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. What to do with that? I mean, she didn't, didn't seem super powerful. Like, it seemed powerful, but not super, super powerful? No, not really. You could just hide behind a corner, and it doesn't really hurt you. But, like, it also, like, this show, which we've had very little depth, and the depth we've Mm -hmm. had has been relatively, like, off-screen, meaning, like, a ship blows up, so you don't really see the body. I don't know. This episode, they, like, straight-up killed those those stormtroopers. They've blown a few starfighters out of the sky. Yeah, but you don't see like the bodies floating away. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They, like you could kind of just be like, hey, it's bloodless. Right. And they did, I think they killed the um Kowaki and monkey lizards off screen too. <laughs> right. I don't know. Actually, didn't Poe Dameron just like straight up kill a Kowaki and monkey lizard, just like stab one? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he did, and he was so like, oops, <laughs> but it was like it, like but he like killed one. And it was right. like, oh whoops. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um yeah, I don't this know. Fun though, those uh, those two force sensitive kids kind of led Kaz in there. The, the weirdlings, yeah, right? The weird... But they <laughs> do much with the force, right? Like I feel like they've done more with the force in previous episodes. They just were sort of like, oh, they're kids being kids, and we're drawn to the area. They're drawn, right? So they're definitely just like, and that kind of leads to the last line by Mika, right? Like, um... oh, that's not. I was like, that is a line that I can't read, so that's not helpful. <laughs> that last line that in intrepid oh, last and double line. Is something that is inside all of us we just find it in different ways yeah right? which is also a really interesting line yeah again this is a series that hasn't had any force in it no. whatsoever and now they're they've brought this character in that's going to inject some force um religion into this thing which yeah. is really cool yeah very okay. well timed too with the release of fallen order and you see a lot of force runes in that game as well as in yeah. the, temp- the temple a lot of uh synchrony that's happened uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Synergy? synergy synergy synchronicity synchronicity that's happened <laughs> with a lot of releases as of as of late i might talk about when we talk about um fallen order i might talk a bit about the force collector which is another short book because uh because jedi uh 
what is that when you touch something and you see its history? Oh yeah, Tele telemetry. Telemetry, telemetry is, yeah, is coming back in a big way, which I think might tell us something about Ray. Um, mm. Oh, uh. yeah. Uh, anything else from Resistance? That's all I have. That's it for me, man. Good show. Well, good. good uh, probably tell everyone that yeah, Mika joins the crew at this point. She's part of the team. It's pretty cool. I like that character. Like yeah, the Sage character around. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great character, and again, we'll add some force to this whole thing. And yeah, she's really going to spice up the dynamic of this crew. So um, great ad, and again, maybe leading us towards something interesting in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah, good series. All right, and this is the segment where we talk about the comics that have come out. We're we're doing a couple of weeks uh, today, so we're going to talk a bit about. Uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Dark Temple number four, Target Vader number five, and Star Wars number 74 and 75, the final issue of the Star Wars run until it reboots in about a, a month. Um, <laughs> so why don't we take it out of Why don't we talk a bit about Jedi Fallen Order, Dark Temple number four, uh, A Truce, A Trap, and a Traitor by Rosenberg, Villanelli, Prianto, Sabino, Dono, and uh, Sanchez Alamara. Or Almara. I always add an extra balance that name um i have a, i'll read a summary but i'll say that a that the name a truce a trap and a traitor are actually pretty it's pretty much pretty there much that's the it thing, but uh, here's my quick on uh on Tatho, master kadova uh, explores the mysterious temple and stares at some walls meanwhile his apprentice Sari <laughs> judah takes up arms against the da corporation alongside the fiari uh, who may uh, not be as innocent as they first appear I love this comic, actually. Yeah. This is a great, like, they do a really good job about sort of the master and apprentice dynamic of the Jedi Order at this time. It's got a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of um, Qui-Gon, uh, Obi-Wan going. Yeah. Like, they don't see eye to eye the entire time, which I enjoy. At all. They're learning from each other in a way, you know? It doesn't seem like they understand each other at all. No, no. You know, like, he's very, this, this high-minded, real pure Jedi and she's like very Mace Windu. Like yeah. I've got to rush in there. This young angsty, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to figure this stuff out. And yeah. um, Cordova's but they just like they never see eye to eye. Yeah, Cordova's like the search for knowledge, and she's like the search for justice. And yes, total, totally different. It's, well said. Well it's said. Interesting. It's almost like what if Anakin was actually um, uh, Qui Gon's apprentice. Right, because she feels more Anakin, and he feels very Qui Gon. Like he's yeah. obsessed in this issue, while like people are dying outside of just like, <laughs> figuring out what this thing. I I gotta say this, and I haven't played the game very long. I do not like this character at all. I love that you hate this character. Yeah, that... I think he's everything that's wrong with the Jedi Order. <laughs> uh, Cordova. Yeah, and I'm exact opposite. Nice. I think I think he's everything that's right with the Order, right. and it, like that's. I mean, because you either do one or the other, right? And he's yeah. just sort of like, well, you look at this thing. He's like, you know, people die all the time. These things happen. We don't know. Like, who am I to judge what's right or wrong? Like, he's just sort of like, I am just a Jedi. I'm, and, you know, I'm searching for knowledge. Yeah. I'm trying to, we don't know and what this is about. Right. Right. Like, like, yeah. and I like that, that twist in this, right. That it's not as clear cut as we first think. I know. When you're exploring, it ancient never temples, is. When you're exploring ancient temples, you need like the obligatory like historian. Like it's just like yes, yeah. That's just that's why he's there. Like I can't think of another reason other than that. Indiana Jones' father, like he's so flighty yeah. and just focused on like knowledge, where like right. blades are flying over his head. Yeah, yeah. and not <laughs> they're killing people. He's just like I gotta read this wall. 
Yeah, but like really, this is what's most important. Yeah, and yeah. he's right though. I mean, that's he's not wrong. You know, yeah. like this yeah. is the indelible part is yeah. how this history, this like that history will change the course of the galaxy or could potentially, you know, the skirmish between two people. He's like, I've seen a lot of Hatfields and McCoys in yeah. my life. Like there are always going to be Hatfields and McCoys. And, you know, I'm not the one to, to pick sides there. You, no yeah. one ever wins that way. I totally get that. People are yeah. This is, this is kind of the issue. Yeah, they're where, killing like, each other again. Yeah, people are killing each other. Yeah, but there's no way you can't pick a side and not kill people. No, but you can stop people killing each other without picking sides. There's there's ways, especially if you have the all powerful force behind you. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, you know, again, like that, that if you're a real pure doctrine person, yes. like you don't wield the force, the force wields you. Right. Yeah. But that's what I love about this. Right. Like there's no like in, I kind of was not the biggest fan of this comic, um, to be honest, until talking with you now, you a lot more <laughs> because it's complex, right? There is this issue of like, yeah. it, it is not black and white and which I enjoy because that is the truth. As much as I have this feeling about this character, I, I, I like that I have a feeling about this character. Right. It doesn't make me not want to makes me want to keep reading about him because I find him really interesting which is what a story is supposed to do right. i don't have to like every character that i want to learn more right. about read about kathleen kennedy is thrilled because you care yeah and, and yeah, exactly and maybe by the end of the next episode i'll be like you know what i gotta go back and reread it he was totally right the entire time yeah yeah we'll see uh any other thoughts about this issue uh, i thought we covered this, I read this last week i think and um this is kind of where the big battle happens right like the doc corporation just yep. ascends on the temple yeah okay or just yeah. On the temple. yeah yeah it's uh, you know, it's again, it's the penultimate issue, so it's a lot of just like leading up to what's going to happen next month. So I'm sure we'll finish it off there. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to Target Vader number five, The Past, by Thompson, Bolson, uh, DeSalvo, Falia, and Rosenberg, though a different Rosenberg than the Rosenberg from the last issue. Uh, Doctor Rosen Rosen. Yeah. Um. Fletch reference for that one. Yeah. That's not okay. Well done. <laughs> um. Also, very aptly titled The Past, I could almost leave it there, but I will do the summary very quickly. Uh, while being tortured by Vader, we learn why Valance fell out with the Empire. After his escape, Valance discovers that the origins of the Hidden Hand, the mysterious organization bent on killing Vader, has ties to his homeworld, Corrin. And then some more stuff happens, but I'm not quite sure how to write it up. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Good summary. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, I, I bumped up against this issue. I, uh, you know, uh, um, Valance was so set on taking out Vader, and then, oh, sorry about that. And then it's kind of like, you know, he just he's like, oh, I've worked for the Empire my entire life. I might as well continue doing that. And it's kind of a strange decision. But um, I, other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, I think what they're going for with this is that at the end of this issue, which also is the penultimate issue of this run. We're not quite sure where Valance lies, right? Is he, is he, is he a double agent, or is he a triple agent, right? Like, is he actually has he been turned back to the Empire, or is he, or is he going along with Vader to eventually turn on Vader once again? Uh, but the good news is we don't, we're not going to see Dengar anymore after this issue. So <laughs> no more. Dengar. Wait, why? Don't worry, he's fine. <laughs> but he basically Vader just says, "Thank you for doing this. If we need you again, we know where we can find you." And, right. and Dengar looks very uh, scared by that statement. Oh, right. Like, yeah. 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 I know where so, you sleep. Sort yeah, of thing. so that's basically it. So that's it. So I can at least probably enjoy uh, issue number six without any Dengar. Cool. <laughs> so that's yeah. my takeaway. Unless um, he finds them and needs him, because everyone needs to unlock yeah. Dengar. Um, you know, I was enjoying, like, hearing his balance's past was kind of fun. We get, we get flashbacks to... 
uh, the TIE Squadron series, because remember, he's the one that they get saved. Yep. We see he's on Mimbom. Oh, nice. We see some Mimbom action, which I'm guessing he was there <laughs> at the same time that Han was there, which is kind of fun. And we see yeah. him get destroyed and more destroyed and turn more and more into a cyborg. And I kind of enjoyed that story. And then. <laughs> yeah, there's like a soldier in the background who says, we're just meat for the grinder. And I'm like imagining that's Han. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It probably is like, I, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, so it was, it is what it is. I don't have a lot to say about the issue. You know, it, it moves us forward. I'll be interested to see where it goes. Um, any other thoughts? Yeah. I'm thinking they want to, it's almost as if they want to bring him back into the toy chest. You know what I mean? Like, so when yeah. Greg Pak picks up Vader or, you know, he has both Afra and Valens to play with if, if need be. I, this is going to be really, really, really just, Nicky, like nitpicky, but like, can we change his outfit? Like, I get that we're redoing him from the, <laughs> like, actually from the eighties, but I'm like, oh, you need an update on that thing, dude. Like, every time I see it, I feel like someone's just channeling their nineteen eighties comic book artists, like late eighties. I'm just like, no, just nostalgia, stop. man. It's hard to get over nostalgia. Okay. Some people, and some and people it all plays in the galaxy, man. Like, that's the thing. It's just like, yo, that could be like the highest fashion on some planet somewhere. <sighs> Some planet that doesn't agree with you in terms of fashion. Well, we, know, we know he's not going to take out Vader. Like, no. <laughs> the other like, I just don't... Real low on this. Yeah. Anyways, like, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. We know he's not going to take out Dengar either, honestly. Right. right? <laughs> so why do I care? <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about Star Wars 74 and 75. So this is the end of, a, of an era. This is the, the end of their first original... A comic, and actually, I just thought about this on the way away here today. This is ending. Granted, um, it's gonna it's gonna start up again. I think in January or February. That's but right. Yes. A couple of months. Am I right? Do we only have one ongoing Star Wars comic currently? Afra. Afra. Afra's our only ongoing one, right? We have all these mini series going on. Is yeah. the? I think you're right. Gosh, is yeah. the Age of um, the Resistance done? Done. done. And that, yeah. Wow. This is it. There's no Vader comic, though. There is going to be. Oh, wait. Vader what about the. In the when's the Kylo comic coming out? Uh, January, right? January, but that's going to be a miniseries, too. It's not ongoing, I don't think. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's like. Uh, like So I think only what we have right now is Dr. Afro. We have all these other miniseries. Well, I think the first issue of Kylo comes out uh, on release day of The Rise of Skywalker, doesn't it? I think oh, really? so. I think it's, yeah. it's the December, so it might be by time that way. Um, God, my head is going to explode that week. Yeah, everyone's going to pick that comic up. Yeah. Give me a busy 24 hours because uh, uh, Mandalorian season episode 7 drops Wednesday. Oh We're gosh. seeing the, the premiere on Thursday, and there's comics coming out that week. <laughs> We're just going to, yeah. yeah. Just deluge of content. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, um, we'll have five episodes we drop that week. Yeah, seriously. You're welcome, I guess. Um, so let's talk about 74 and 75 together. Um, Rebels and Rogues, parts 7 and 8 by Pack, Noto, and Cowles. Uh, I'll do kind of a combined quick summary. Uh, the gang comes up with a crazy plan. Get everyone to K-43 where Vader is waiting for them. Um, Good idea. Yeah. So the gang meets up on K-43. This leads to several uh, near misses with Vader, who figures out that Luke will always come back for his friends. I wonder if this is going to come into play sometime. Hmm. Also, for once, a comic cover doesn't lie. We get what we want. And we all get what we want. A showdown between Vader and Chewie. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. the highlight. Yeah, and speaking of those near misses, we get 
a couple of those between There's Luke and four. Vader that, that are almost like narrative breaking. It's like, uh, uh, no, it's like, it's like watching soccer. Right? Yeah. yeah, watching yeah. Soccer, Holds it's like, it. Oh, oh, like, it's like magnets. It's like the closer you brought them together, like you knew they were going to repel. You're like, oh, okay. They, yeah. can't, they, can't, they can't get too close. It is interesting. Um, we get a 3PO sacrifice move. Which was which was fun. He huh. he decides to sacrifice himself to save the rock people on K forty three, who are able to release kind of a static burst that would turn off the um, turn off the bombs, but it will also turn off everything mechanical. And so right. he basically just says yeah. in front of him, basically says, "For this, it's worth it." And he does it, and he says goodbye and shuts down. And then Vader does a reverse EMP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and turns everything back on. See, I took it as Vader was injured and like his suit was like yes. malfunctioning and yeah. needed some power until like he grabbed a live wire and like he, he grabbed the live wire. There was like a burst of electricity that that I guess resurrected C three PO or did I read that wrong? Everything C three PO, the bomb, huh. everything. Yeah. Well, there was like electricity with the force from Anakin Skywalker, also sure. known as Darth. Like maybe that would create sort of a. We know that electronic pulse. Yeah. So oh perhaps, yeah. Right? And then three PO aptly says, "Thank the makeup." Yeah. <laughs> like, right? oh, it was, like, it was my, a good line. Oh, yeah. My so, eyes can only roll so far yeah. back. Ed. <laughs> I, I have to admit, and I really like. I think I think Pack writes these characters really really well. Um, I think I think he he fumbles a bit where everyone fumbles, which is when you have Vader sharing any space with our main characters. Because I bump up against that every time. Because in my brain, right. I'm just being picky or whatever. I want the only time those characters ever to have met is on screen when we see them meet. Right. But he doesn't really necessarily break that a little bit. I mean, though, though Luke gets force choked, which is weird, right? Yeah. Like, By his dad? By his dad, yeah. And he doesn't know he's his dad. No, but he knows it's the son. Cause he no, he out, yeah, because he finds out in Star Wars episode uh, or, or issue whatever with Boba Fett. Right, so, right, right. So, but let's let's i'm not, I'm not trying to end i mean he force choked his wife to death it's true yeah Just saying true. why wouldn't he kill his son hey, he almost killed his baby twice so uh going back to kind of <laughs> let's, let's stop on like the end but like let's move to a good note the chewy vader fight is oh, awesome okay yeah, really great like, like Chewie is just hurling rocks at him, and then like they yeah, grapple and them <laughs> by Vader, and like they're falling down and like dodging lightsabers. Like it's it's awesome, and I love the fact that they actually span both issues because I thought for sure it wouldn't happen. And it was like the last two pages you actually get that fight, and the first two pages of the next issue that fight continues. <laughs> like, yeah, nice. Yeah, two issue fight, always yeah. great. Um, what else is awesome? And oh, they all that moment where they all charge at Vader with their blasters and just fire on him. <laughs> that was pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, that line made me cringe so hard, though. We're like, Dark Champions, like, we're all champions. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no. I, Did that happen? Darth. A really great writer. So I feel like he was doing this stuff. No. It's just kind of. Yeah, no, no. I know it's. It was so fun. they're all charging Vader. They're all shooting at him because he's wounded. <laughs> Not that it's doing any good. He then, so Leia's shooting at him, and then uh, Vader puts up his palm and does the I'm stopping blasters with my hand. Right. So, like, well, are they hitting his hand or is he actually just. Yeah, I think he's just like, like just. They're all, everything's stopping. So, 
so by like linear time, I think Khan meets up with them again in like a couple of days. Yeah. Why does he bother? Why does he bother trying to shoot him when he gets him to Cloud City? Having just like a few days earlier knowing it's no point. Muscle memory. Muscle memory. Fair enough. <laughs> well, my, my favorite thing Pac does in this issue is he pays off K-43 and the Cacron like in such an awesome way yes. that like it just blew my mind. I was like, this is awesome. Like I was kind of bored with K-43 and the Cacrons. I didn't know really where it was going. And then yeah, that fin- that final reveal was incredible. Whereas, wow. yeah, I'll let you talk about it. No, I was just going to say, because even before that, we get we get a giant rock monster carrying the Millennium Falcon. Which was amazing. That's awesome. And Han just like, uh, thank you. <laughs> like, that's amazing. And then, then the planet just turns into a giant rock monster in space. <laughs> Seems like a pretty normal run-of-the-mill episode. Sure, then. Sure. Okay. And Vader's just standing out in in space, and then then pulls a Leia, and Force pulls himself into a hangar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there was a lot of like. So this is where that idea came from in this issue, which sometimes is fun and sometimes a little like, I didn't, like, I get it. Like, I don't think we needed Vader to actively say aloud and figure out that Luke would, his weakness would be his friends. Right. Yeah, it's kind of harped on a lot in Star Wars. Or, <laughs> I knew but, I mean, friend. I, I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. so cool. I mean, I love those things. I, I know, I feel like I'm going too hard at this. I enjoy this, these two issues quite a bit. I think part of it is we didn't need eight issues. I think we needed six, and I think they really wanted to get 75 to stop it. And I feel like there's a uh, yeah, like this. do this stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, for the fact that we got Vader versus Chewie, so on board. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Pretty awesome. Sounds like a yeah. pretty good little run of comics right there. The, the 75 issues of Star Wars, um, I'm sure they're going to, they've already been collected in six uh, issue things. I'm hoping they'll do kind of a really glossy maxi 12 issue runs or even 24 omnibuses. Cool. And if they do like three volumes of it, totally worth picking up and just rereading. I, I might do that uh, over winter break. I might sit down with the 75 issues and just go through them straight. Cool. Yeah. And I, I highly recommend Greg Pak's run. Like, I, I, if yes. anyone nails character voices, it's great. Like, Greg Pak, it's such mm. a good job. Um, I'm bummed that he's leaving, but I'm so happy we got the time we did with him. Well, we got Vader, so he's doing Darth Vader. That's right. Oh, cool. Flash seems excited back there. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. That's, my dog's going crazy. Um, all good, man. Um, all right, so that was uh, comics for this week. That's really good. Uh, there are finally two games. Hallelujah. Yeah. Finally. And for me, there's finally one game I actually like playing. <laughs> Sorry, for, Battlefront 2. For most people, there's finally a game that yeah. is accessible to people. Battlefront 2 is great, just not my type of game. Exactly. Exactly. I stumbled into the um, Reddit uh, uh, subreddit for Battlefront because someone yeah. like talked about my issue of choice, which is why are there crash era yeah. heroes like this is two years into the game being launched and like there's still people like i just have a note like i just have a question for someone and so like i throw my two cents in the ring here because like i just hope that, that they don't do this again in a game yeah. and um they've you know and uh and of course i got attacked by some troll but i no. actually yes i know immediately i got called on elsa. reddit I, no. on reddit i know i got called elsa yeah elsa and i was like i had to like google it i'm like oh frozen I was called a Disney princess, but I replied to him in a very nice way. And we ended up having like a very good conversation. And he, I was just like, I called, I was like, 
I was I called him like um Thank uh, you. I am brave, yeah. and strong and independent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, so uh Godspeed, Ariel. I'm like, am I doing this right? Like am I am I an anonymous internet tough guy now? Um, but we actually talked about it and he didn't, you know, everyone there is a contingent that hopes it's not this that this game, you know, I don't know, it isn't a sandbox. His whole view is like, this is a sandbox, there's crosshair hairs. Anyways, I, I digress. I haven't played it since Battle uh since um Borderlands because Borderlands is a far superior game. Yeah, I, I haven't played it since I started playing Borderlands Borderlands and then and then between that before that Spider Man and before that Red Dead Redemption two. Like, like Yeah, like all really I, great games. I, somehow found other games that have distracted me right away from playing. but so enough of enough of yeah, like it about... again yeah which did so, not keep me from playing battlefront 2 for like yeah. 600 to 700 hours yeah but it's, um, a great, it's a great game for that type of game right um but last time or last like regular episode you two had played did i fall in order i was away and i hadn't had a chance that right yeah you're west coast yeah. still been super busy but i haven't been able to sit down with it for about four or five hours i got through the first Main planet, which is I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Baraka. Baraka, is that right? Yeah, Baraka. Because yeah, I keep thinking it's it's Mr. T from um, B. A. Baracus. Yes, I, I think it's B. R. A. C. C. A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also just as a side note for, and we'll talk a little bit. We'll, we'll get a little deep here in terms of strategy and kind of like gameplay and how you play. When I play games like this, I like to not leave a planet until I've done everything I possibly can. That world. Yes, same. So I got to like sixty-seven percent complete on that planet. And that's everything I can do with the force powers I got. And I also I also level grind to get to I got every single skill up, um, which is not most the, the funnest way to play it. But I will say from my experience, it makes going to the next level you come Easier. in at at the level you're supposed to be. And so I like when I went to I went to um, what's the next planet, guys? I don't have any. Uh, well, you it. went to Dathomir. Oh, I went to Dathomir and immediately right. ran away from Dathomir after getting destroyed yeah. five times. By right, one because you're given an option. They unlock two planets. Yeah. Dathomir and Zepho. One I've heard of, one I haven't. Of course I'm going to go to the one I've heard of. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad move. Turned out to not be the best. She's a The desolate home of, like, witches and, like, dark magic. Yeah, who wouldn't want to go? That's the planet you chose? <laughs> right, like, is that... Zepho, which sounds like the... Which is probably why they did it. They're like, oh, you remember this planet. It's going to be awesome, right? exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the, it's like the fifth Lois Marx Brothers, Zepho. And so I yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the name Zepho for a second and how, like, <laughs> how kind I of like, like, strange it is? Oh, man. Um, sorry, sorry. It's it's no, a name. It's I, a name of like, things. It's just weird. Weird. You guys yeah. are, get, are you're picking nits right now. I am, space because, nits. Because I love this yeah so much granted only four or five hours in this is the type of game i love there's there's so much side questing and 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 finding things and like figuring out how to run over a wall jump to another wall and then climb up this thing to get to this one thing which gives you a lightsaber hilt i'm like oh, yes, please that's yeah exactly what i want and then like it it, it takes practice like the ongoingos which i know that's not what they're called but i'm gonna call them uh, go bug those uh, also not right Ten? Ten times. Oh, I and wish. Over and over and over again. Again, Ben and I were playing at different skill levels. Ben was up on the hardest level. I always play on medium, so that's that's why it only took me ten times. Um, I couldn't imagine on, on the hard. But I so but like it's it's so rewarding because like once I figured it out, I'm like, oh, I totally get this. And then every time I ran into another one, I'm like, boop 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 boop, dead. Like like yeah. you figure it out. Like it's it just I love that. And we before we start taping, the three of us were talking strategy about how to kill that thing because I discovered a special way and like. I haven't had a game like this in a decade or more 
where I've sat down with friends and talked about like, how do you beat this thing? Like, how do you do this? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, so in the last, and, and we're going to get to Grant in a second because he is a singular type of freak. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I just want to say, like, when I, when I the, on the last episode, I mentioned, I'm like, oh, this is a nice little mix of, like, Assassin's Creed meets God of War. No, no, <laughs> this is neither of those games. Yeah. Like, yes, some of the fight mechanics are similar, but uh, I think the, the more apt um, comparison and what a lot of people online have been saying is uh, it's closer to Dark Souls. Yeah. It is like it's you need supreme strategy yeah. um, as well as, like, fight timing and all that stuff in, in order to be... Um, to to even compete in this game every fight no every fight small, requires yeah strategy. requires strategy and you know and using all of the skills that you have available to you um and it's it's a superior superior game which yeah. makes grant's accomplishment all the more freakish yeah so yeah yeah why yeah. don't you tell them grant <laughs> well when i found out you know when i when I played through the first few planets, I realized how challenging this game was made to be. Like this game was made to challenge the player in in a great way because I think a lot of games are just too easy, and this game is super challenging. And once I found out how challenging the game was, I took it upon myself to beat it as fast as possible, and Why? I did so in three days because I felt it was a feat of accomplishment just to be like, oh, this is built to be a very challenging experience. I'm going to beat it as fast as possible to okay. feel like. I, and also, when I when I play games, uh, or when I play a game, I like to be to get done with the story as soon as possible so that I can go back and, and uh, explore the planets and then and, and to, 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 to explore every like, corner of the planet and to, to really get the most out of the game after beating the story. Because for me, it's like I like to go through the roller coaster ride of the story and really soak in all that narrative, all that narrative. Yeah, yeah I love that. And, um, and so I, I definitely did that. And, uh, and the game just gets so exciting and fun when you unlock more abilities like the more abilities you unlock the game really opens up and becomes i don't want to say easier but just more fun like there's just way more things you can do the, the combat becomes more well, dynamic. Both easier and yeah. more fun yeah yeah because <laughs> like, yeah. you can finally beat like a base level character yeah um, i do not envy where you guys are right now because you don't have a lot of the abilities i have that Right. I, now that when I explore these planets, I have all these abilities. Like, like it almost makes sense to get all the abilities before you go back and explore, because no matter what, yeah. you can't reach certain locations yeah. of the map without a specific ability that you uh, you know you get later in the game. Yeah. If you play the game before, you know this, and I think that's why I never yeah. got really upset or annoyed by it because I'm like, oh, clearly I can't get there until I get this. And so, like in the first planet, you get that like running on walls ability. And I'm like, right. Oh, second I got that, I'm like, oh, now I have to go back here. Right here and go back here, and I know the way I play this game, which is not recommended, is that the next time I get a first force ability, I'm not going to continue on the story. I'm going to go right back to planet number one. Yeah, <laughs> get the two things I can go. Go to Zeppo, get the two things I can go there, and like I just know how I am. But sometimes to get to a certain location, it's a combination of yeah. abilities. Well, and then I'll come back when I got that combination to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But and, and so in hindsight, it's just like I. So I play this game the same way Adam does. Like I, I try and like level grind as much as I can to make the rest of the game easier. But that's not how this game works. It's yeah. like designed to sort of push you to you have to come back there's yeah. you will always run into things that will um stop you from where you are based on your level thing like it's it's forcing you to come back yeah. through so it, it like like logistically it really makes a lot more sense to play the game the way grant did yes. i don't know that i i could i, I can't i mean like it, it like it, it's it, because it sort of kills my soul because like a lot of things you just have to run past 
like objects like yeah, just I'll get past them right like didn't you just you just right. like, like so past. as i as i got through a certain puzzle section or a certain you know uh a section where a uh, dynamic traversal section where you have to use a combination of force abilities to get through a certain area i thought to myself after getting through whatever small gap to the next area i was like there is a huge portion of people that might just put down the game at this point because it was yeah. so it's such a difficult combination of uh of actions that i had to do to get to a certain spot so i was like this yeah. is a challenging game yeah i mean so there's puzzle rooms right so i, I mean i, I, still haven't been to one, I yeah, right i know they're coming but i haven't yet right so uh zepho finally towards the end of of the the zepho level you know really the second half of zepho um of the story yeah. you you start you get into a couple puzzle rooms and they and i mean there was some parts where i'm like i'm doing this wrong i'm doing this wrong but there's no other way to do it i'm doing it wrong oh i'm doing it right like you finally like oh i just it just it was just super hard yeah like yeah. there are jump levels that are just like you like oh there's wind and it's like i should be able to hit it but i'm so far off from what i'm doing and i feel like i should be there that i'm just wrong but it's just like oh no you just yeah. got to hit it just right so what yeah, i'm yeah. right now zeppo is the part where the fans are moving and you have to force slow them and jump on the on the spins of the fan and yep. go across them and that to me like i died like three times yeah and then like and you like, can fall into the fans and then you're like, come on. And then the second you get, it, you're like, oh, I should I get this? Like, like yeah. it's such a rewarding, like it's a steep yeah. learning curve. But once you get over that hump, you're just like, of course, like, like, kind of. But everything is challenging. Yes, it's constant. like the first like cave curve. troll that I like I, I beat. I beat like easily. And I was like, oh, that won't be hard. And it gave me so much XP. Yeah. But then like the next year, I was like, whoa, like yeah, this is like, the same thing I'm here, but like that's the thing like, that learning curve resets every time you encounter another challenge. Yeah. So there's that. And then so I mean, so that's just getting through the game, right? The main story. But the the thing is, like, you want to to grind out and find all these hidden chests. Yeah, because it's actually cool stuff in the chest. It it's not just like, oh, I just found more right. credits or something no. like, you know, all the God of War crates. It's like, no, you get like pieces of yeah. everything has is is a, a, a customizable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Customizable. What am I trying to say? It's um. Oh, it's, you're getting it's, you're getting hilts and emitters and skins. Is what you're yeah. getting. Yeah, like, skins. Your lightsaber yeah. and then skins for your droid and your ship and your clothing, your character's clothing. Right. It's what not visual. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. Cosmetic. 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 Thank you. Yeah. It's all it's all cosmetic stuff, but awesome cosmetic I'm, stuff. I'm running around with a lightsaber and I couldn't be happier. I know. You know what? So I I'm not. I am ashamed to say I spent like whatever it was on the ultimate elite um, edition. So I have an orange lightsaber and it also came with two complete lightsaber sets. Like one is this beautiful copper lightsaber set from Umbara that I used for a while. But so, so they're all like three piece, three or four piece sets that you collect from different things that is just like for me as a collector and just like, I'm like, Oh, I need to get all of that. I need to get all of those complete sets, but they look cool, you know, mismatched and stuff. You get all these cool skins for um, BD one for yourself and then for the ship, which is, I think kind it might be my favorite ship in the galaxy. The Mantis is so cool looking. I I love it so much. So it's like, I, for me, it's preying on my personality type. And it's just like, You know, you can't leave this planet knowing there's more of these cool crates and like you don't have the emitter for the, you know, Fast and the Furious, you know, lightsaber collection or whatever. I also have not gone on YouTube yet. I've had to do that in the past. Like if I get oh, stuck yeah. in um in like Me neither. Red Dead Redemption, I've 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 gone into YouTube before to be like, where is this? Yeah. Going? I never went to YouTube or asked BD one for uh, a hint. 
ever in the game. And you can ask him by pressing. You can ask him. Yeah. yeah, he's not, he's not that helpful. I, don't think I, I did it once for science, and it was just like, uh, like they're like, maybe you should jump on a rock, and it's like, yeah, I, thanks, BD one, I'll, I'll jump on a rock. But I feel like that's I feel like because the game is so engaging and rewarding that like I haven't felt even like the frustration. My frustration's gone high, but also level like I give up. Just tell me how to do this. Like I'll just like I'll keep. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Hours. Planet one. We'll talk again when I'm twenty hours in. Like right. my, my decision have changed, but. Right now, I'm really, really excited. I kind of want to just leave you right now. Well, you'll love that all the parts, the lightsaber parts are actually the same parts that you get at Galaxy's Edge to construct a lightsaber. They're all exactly. Oh, you synergy loving (laughs) people. So you can get you can go to Galaxy's Edge, build a lightsaber, go home, pop on pop and fall in order and construct the exact same lightsaber, given you found all the pieces. All right. um, Awesome. Well, that's. That's what we're going to do on that yeah. for today. I'm sure we'll do some more on this game because like they made an amazing game yeah, here. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really special. I didn't, I didn't find like any glitches yet so far. Um, it's just beautiful. It's fun. It's challenging. It's an amalgam of a lot of other games, but they made their own game. It's, it is the game we both deserved and desired. <laughs> so um, awesome to them. Well, uh, thanks very much for listening to this episode. Um, we love and cherish uh, you deeply uh, in all of your Star Wars fandom and really appreciate you listening to us talk about our favorite thing. So um, thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>